This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Listen, all you New Yorkers. Taxi. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Well, I know you need someone. Okay. So, uh, you know, I get always impatient about the music. Uh, uh, But um, thank you for coming back. Here we are on Uncovering the Truth with the incomparable Dr. Maria, whose uh, analysis before I think is so important. I hope you followed it for your own good. I mean, I'm so worried about this. I can't explain it the way she does. And um, but I'm also going to tell you this. I never had the slightest bit of confusion about this. She knew it from the very beginning. From day one, uh, uh, I, I hear about this thing, and she tells me the whole thing. She she had already gotten all of the PPP for her hospital. She had been reading about it. She knew what was going on in China. And the minute they started with those stories, with that wet, the wet place where you went and got, you could buy uh, bats to eat them. She said there was a bunch of hokey. And it was, by the way. It turns out that they don't eat bats in that part of China. Well, they don't eat bats. They were very insulted, the people in Wuhan. <laughs> they don't eat bats. They don't like bats. There's only one little place in China a thousand miles away where they do. And the only reason there were bats in that part of China at all was because of the of this screwed up lab where uh, there's no doubt that uh, uh, Fauci was uh, defying the orders not to do uh, uh, gain, gain, gain of function, function and got caught red-handed. Yeah, uh, President Obama had put a moratorium on it because so many lab leaks in the United States. Uh, so he was but, and and, but, and Reagan. Yeah. I mean Reagan. I always call him Reagan. <laughs> Trump. Trump continued it, and uh, he and all of a sudden he realized he must have realized from the the, the little weasel must have realized from day one. Man, this is going to come right back to me. And how who, how and who he didn't how, know and that? Who who knows how much he has in royalties? Which he won't disclose. We did a podcast on that, and there's been no follow-up. Right? When you have a government job, you get a paycheck. That's your paycheck. Right. He took money, as well as Dr. Collins and many others, royalties, and it's been yeah. hidden from the public. And, and the best and the best evidence of that is Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s yep. book. And don't tell me that guy isn't in danger. I know, I know danger when it exists. Yeah, especially and that if family, if something happens right? to that guy... They should really try Biden for murder. Yeah. Well, January 6, 2021, we really don't know what happened. There's a lot of mystery around it, that it was a PSYOP from Nancy Pelosi. Nobody really knows what happened. How many FBI agents were there? How many instigators? But what we know is the firsthand account of people who were there, including. And we know the firsthand account they gave us is totally false. That's Four right. people dead. Uh, the guy hit with a the guy hit with a uh, uh, what was it with a fire fire, fire extinguisher? extinguisher. Turns out to be total lie. Total lie in total the New lie. York Times. And we're going to talk more about that. Worse but let's than 9/11. go to Brandon Straka. Good morning, Brandon. 
Good morning. How are you? I am doing well, and I so appreciate you coming on today. Tell us about your story. What were you doing on January 6th, 2021? (laughs) Well, if you were to believe the media, I was on my way to, you know, blow up the United States Capitol. But um, in reality, I was uh, scheduled to be a speaker on January 6th at a permitted event on Capitol grounds. And as I was leaving the ellipse on January 6th and headed toward my scheduled speaking engagement, I started getting messages on my phone telling me from friends and family and coworkers, people at home on, uh, around the country watching on television, saying that they were hearing that people were on the news, that people were going inside the building. And that sounded very unusual to me. So I was approaching the Capitol from the east side grounds, uh, which I think is always a very important thing to point out because when people think of the you know, window smashing and the struggles with police officers and things like that, that was happening almost exclusively on the west right. side of the building. That was not happening on the side of the building that I was approaching from. So I started shooting a video and I walked, I, I shot one long continuous video as I walked up the east side grounds up to the uh, steps of the Capitol. Now, a few things that are very important to point out, there were literally zero police officers on the east side of the Capitol when when I was approaching. Zero, not one. All of the barricades had been fully opened. So there were there was literally nothing to indicate that I was not allowed to be where I was. And there were thousands of people standing around. How far so from the Capitol up. were you uh, at this point now? Uh, just, well, uh, to Orient, uh, to, too bad it's not television, but sort of tell us how far from the Capitol entrance were you? Well, when I started shooting the video, I would estimate that I was probably a block and a half to two city okay, blocks away from the I Capitol. I know where you are now. Okay. I got it. You're right. Yes. But I continued to shoot my video as I walked up into the crowd. And then when I got close to the Capitol, uh, the steps were filled with people. Now, again, I want to point out the people were not facing toward the Capitol, you know, as a mob trying to get inside. The people on the steps were actually facing away from the Capitol, holding signs, singing songs. Uh, It it was relatively calm. I mean, very calm, uh, except there was one man at the top of the steps, and he was hollering down and waving his arm. And he said, they've opened the doors. They're letting us in. We're going inside. We're going inside. And so at that point, I walked up to the top of the steps on the east side of the Capitol. And when I got there, both of the, the, the double doors of the Columbus doors on the east side were both fully open. There were a crowd of about uh, several hundred people at the top of the stairs. Some of them were trying to kind of push their way in. And the majority, like myself, were just kind of standing there shooting a video. And I continued to shoot my video for eight minutes. And after eight minutes, a man came out of the building, got on a bullhorn and said, they cleared Congress. Everybody's left the building. Everybody move out, move out. And I immediately at that point turned around and started making my way uh, away from the Capitol. And I actually even told the people behind me, they're saying to move out, go this way, go this way. You're like me, you're a rule follower. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) (laughs) So how far at this point now, how far away are you? From the Capitol. The closest I, the closest yeah, I got yeah. to the Capitol, the I would estimate, would be uh, 30 feet from the open door. And the door, are, are we talking about the doors that you can only open from the inside? Correct. The, yes, the magnetic. Oh, I mean, they're like uh, Columbus 50, doors. I'm exaggerating, but like 50,000 pounds or something, right? Yeah, yeah 20,000 pounds. No, they're 20,000 yeah, right. pound doors yeah. that are magnetically locked from the inside, and somebody had opened them from the inside. 
Uh, nonetheless, I didn't enter the Capitol, but I did take the video that I had shot and I uploaded it to Twitter. And, uh, you know, I said something along the lines of, you know, this is what I witnessed today at the Capitol. And, uh, and then it was hours later that I went back to my hotel room in D.C. and I turned on my TV and I started to see for the first time what had taken place on the west side of the building, which was a very different scenario. There was more disorder and there was also uh, uh, gas, right? They sprayed gas on them and it got very chaotic okay. there. Very chaotic, yes. I mean, there was, there, you know, people fighting with officers and breaking windows yes. and things like right. that. So, so Brandon, and, you did not go into the Capitol. You filmed a little right. film. What happened that so you ended you, up yeah. getting, you got arrested, right? Right, that's exactly right. Yeah, so I took my video down once I saw what had happened on the west side, but it had already been copied by Twitter trolls who then started posting it every day and tagging the FBI. And so about two and a half weeks after January 6th, uh, Monday morning, January 25th, I'm sleeping peacefully in my bed. Where? Uh, when the F- a, a, a team of FBI agents storm my apartment, get me out of bed, put me in handcuffs, tell me that I'm facing multiple felony charges, and then start stripping my apartment of my computers, my iPads, my hard drives, my thumb drives, my phones. They took me to jail. I sat in 23-hour lockdown in jail for two and a half days. And then when I got out, I learned that they were charging me with two felonies and a misdemeanor. What, what were, were the felonies? Me... I don't even... Yeah, what were they? What were the felonies? Yeah, so they were charging me with one felony was occupying restricted grounds. So e- even people who went inside the Capitol got misdemeanor charges of occupying a restricted building. I was being charged with a felony of occupying restricted grounds. Uh, they also charged me with a felony called impeding an officer and impeding law enforcement in the law of duty or in the line of duty. And I said to my attorney, what is this? I said, there were no police officers there. What are they talking about? My attorney said, well, in your video, there's a moment where one officer comes outside of the building for about 30 seconds. And when he comes outside the building, somebody grabs his shield out of his hand. And several people in the crowd start chanting, you know, take it, take it, take the shield, take the shield. Well, the FBI says that's you. They said, you're the one shouting to take the shield. And then they charged me with a misdemeanor of disorderly conduct with intent to disrupt a hearing before Congress. 